What is the biggest form of love? What would you define as the biggest form of love? Is it a parent-child relationship? Is it a love between two lovers? Is it, is it a love for something selfish? What would you say is the biggest form of love? Today I want to talk to you about the biggest form of love, and it's called agape love. Love is agape. Let's say that word together. Say agape. So you guys are already speaking Greek today, like scholars. You're doing great. The New Testament was, was originally written in Greek, and the Greek uh, definition had four uh, definitions of translations of how they translated love. Let's look at those real fast. Uh, we see this translation, the word uh, storage. The uh, storage is what a family love, the love between a child and a parent. Uh, also, we see the word eros. It's a romantic love. Come on, everybody say, Eros. This is not a Greek accent, but it just sounds so much better. Eros, a romantic love. Today on Lifetime. Okay, never mind. Uh, Phileo. Phileo is a brotherly love. That's where we get the word for Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Phileo. But the biggest form is the word agape. Agape love is what we see when it's talking about an agape love in Scripture. It's talking about the biggest form of love, it's God's love. God's love. Agape love is the biggest, strongest, most commanding, and strongest love there is. What we got to understand is the world does not define love. God defines love. Do you hear me today? God is the one who defines love, and he defines it in an agape love, the biggest, strongest love possible. We must understand this love. If we do not have an understanding of agape love, then how can we, in return, give away what we don't understand? I, I must understand and have a good operational understanding of God's love for me, and it is an agape love because he's asked me to love others the same way. And I can never give it away what I do not understand. So we're continuing in this series of understanding what love is. 1 John 4, 7 and 9. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. God is love. Now, this is not a tree hugger message today. It goes much bigger than that. The world cannot define God's love. Only God can define how big his love is for us. Only God can define agape love. And God is love. To understand love... We have an understanding of God. To understand God, we have to have an understanding of love. Let me say it again. To understand love, we must have an understanding of God. And to understand God, we must have an understanding of love, agape love. So write this down. Number one, you were made to love. You were made to love. Let's read the first part of that verse again in 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Love comes from God. Continue to love. It's our job, it's our responsibility to give away agape love. It's our responsibility to give away this agape love, this God-sized love. 
Now, how many know our love is naturally conditional, right? Now, remember the first time you told someone or maybe you told a few people, some of you players out there, right? You told some people you love them. You remember that? One thing I know this is that we are not quick to throw out the word love because we know something. If we throw out the word love to somebody and they don't give it back, how many know that's bad news, right? Guys, let me give you a hint. If you tell the girl you love her and she does not return that to you, you gone, okay? Just pack it up and go find you somebody else. Take the hint, okay? Take the hint. And that's why we're cautious about telling people. I've, I've never experienced this before, but I've heard some people reject people. I don't understand that, but I can understand that sometimes people don't always say it back. And we're really, really careful about throwing out our love because we, let's be honest, we usually only do this when we have a pretty good hint, a pretty good feeling, a pretty good idea that that person's going to reciprocate that and give it back. I mean, it's not like we're just, you know, taking a chance. We, we know. Come on, guys. We know. We know. She's been hanging around. You, you've been getting that loving feeling. You know it's there. And so even though you're nervous about saying it for the first time, you have a pretty good idea that it's going to come back to you. But this is not agape love. Agape love is not conditional. Agape love is not given to come back. It shows love first. God-sized love doesn't say, I will love you if you love me back. God-sized love says, I love you even though you don't love me back. I love you even though you don't acknowledge me. I love you even though you may not treat me right. I love you though while you were yet sinners, I, I died for you first. I first loved you. See, this is the way God loved us. Before we ever gave it back, he was giving it to us. We were the targets of his affection. We were the target of the agape love. Now, today, we've got to realize this. Look at 1 John 4 and 7. Let's read the rest of this. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Anyone who loves, this is the agape love. So anyone who shows agape love is a child of God and knows God. This is a sign of a believer that people will know us by the agape love that we give away. People will know that we belong to God by the agape love that he is asking us and commanding us to give away. Is teaching us this thing. God is teaching us that you love first. No strings attached. You know, I think today, it kind of reminds me of a boomerang. Anyone had a boomerang growing up? Anybody grow up with a boomerang? Come on, anybody had a boomerang? Now, I love boomerangs. You know, it takes a little skill to get where you can throw these and they come back to you. And when we think of the word boomerang, we think of a boomerang, we, we think of throwing it in a perfect angle where it goes, it comes right back to you. I mean, people who are really good, they can throw it and never take a step and it comes right back where they're at. People who are skilled at boomerangs, you know, they can throw it and it can come right back without them ever having to take a step. I mean, these people are really, really good. Do you realize the original uh, discovery and original uh, meaning behind boomerang was not to be thrown to come back. It was actually uh, invented by South Australians, the uh, 
aboriginal tribe that was found in South Australia, and it was used for hunting. It was used in war. It would disable somebody. It would knock an animal out of a tree. You know, there in Australia, right? They would go on a hunt, and they would go out, and they listen, mate, there it is. Get your boomerang. And they would throw the boomerang out and hit it right upside the head and said, we're going to have some more shrimp on the barbie tonight, okay? I got it all day. Come on now. We're gonna, I watched way too much Crocodile Hunter growing up, all right? I love Steve Irvin. God bless him. I can tell you anyway. I love Steve. And, you know, and I can kind of picture this happening right there in the mud, in the outback as I took the boomerang. So I've been practicing this morning. Don't worry. I got lots of practice. Practicing on throwing this thing out. Let's see if I can get this out and come right back to me. How many got confidence I can do it? Okay, you ready? You ready? All right. I'm not going to throw it. Are you crazy? I ain't going to hurt somebody. <laughs> Someone said, hallelujah. Revival's breaking out. Pastor, we love you. We just don't trust you. Amen. All right. You know, the boomerang was originally meant to hit its target. It was never meant to come back. Are you following me today? Listen, agape love was never meant to come back. It was always meant to hit the target. This is how God loved you and I with an agape love. We were the target of his love. We were the target of his affection. He was throwing it at us even when we were not paying attention to him. He kept throwing the target, throwing out the target, throwing out the target. And finally his love hits us and we discover we're, we're lost and we're broken without him. And he keeps throwing it out and he keeps throwing it out. Before he ever gets it back, he's throwing it and throwing it. Listen, agape love throws it out the others and says, you know what? I'm not loving you because I want it back, but I'm loving you because God loved me first. I'm loving you even when you don't deserve it. I'm loving you even when you haven't asked me to love you. I'm still throwing it out and I'm still throwing it out. Eventually, I'm going to hit the target with God's love. I'm going to knock them down with God's love. How am I going to bring people to the altar with God's love? How am I going to win people with God's love? How are we going to reach the next generation with God's love? How are we going to bring the left and right together with God's love? How are we going to bring the races together with God's love? Come on, it's an agape love. It's not a love that comes back to us. It's a love that's thrown out with no expectation other than to hit the target. Someone says, thank you, God, for his love. Come on, give God a hand clap for his love. We are, look at this, we are to love first. We're to love first. This is the way. Listen, church, you think you've been living this comfortable life, but Jesus is calling you to love on a higher level than you're loving right now. If you're going to be his follower, you gotta, you got to live at a higher level, and it's loving first. I love people first. I can love people who are my enemies. I can love those who've done me wrong. Why? Because that's the way Jesus loved us. Now listen, agape love doesn't mean we stay in an abusive situation. Okay? We're not, we, the Bible doesn't expect us. God doesn't expect us to stay in a place where we're under abuse, constant abuse. But in every other situation, we're called to love first. We're called to love an agape love the way Jesus loved us. See, love is an action. Love is an action. Love is not a transaction or a reaction. I, I don't love because you love me. No, I love you first because that's the way agape love loves me. I love first. 
I love you whether you love me back or not. That's the way a mature believer loves. This is agape love. Number two, write this down. You were made from love. You were made from love. Let's go back to 1 John 4, 7. Let us continue to agape love one another. For agape love comes from God. We are called to love one another, for love comes from God. You were made to show love. You were made as the object of God's love, and we were made to return the love back to God. And he gives me his love before I ever return it. He's given it to me. He's given it to me. But I was made to love God. I was made to be loved by God. I was made to worship him. I was made to love others. I was made to love God. I was made to love others. I was made to love God. I was made to love others. I was made to love God. I was made to love others. It's the cross. Jesus died for that example for us. Uh, Let me tell you something today. I want to admit something to you. I don't know if you noticed my white shoes or not, but uh, I love my white shoes. I love my white shoes. Come on. I love my white shoes. And what I've learned since I started wearing these white shoes, my, my kids have informed me that there's this whole culture out there now about white shoes. Because you, if you're going to wear white shoes, they got to be white. They got to be super clean. I mean, they can be spotless. They now sell these decreasers that you put in your shoes to keep your white shoes not only clean, but without having even an ounce of a wrinkle on them. And the, the, the style and the, the culture is, man, the cleaner, the better. The, the, the less creases, the better. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, your kids are so with keeping their shoes white. And so, and I've kind of kept this and I, I'm like, you know, I don't eat snow cones when I wear my white shoes. I'm going to take off these white shoes. If I have a chance to get them messed up, I'm going to take them off. I bought my son some new shoes the other day. He's, you know, his other shoes, he had about three toes sticking out the bottom. I'm like, son, once you wear something, get some new shoes. Yeah, I need some new shoes. So, all right. So I went and got him some brand new shoes. Got him some Air Jordan low tops, white Air Jordan, Air, Air Jordan 1s replicas. You know what I'm talking about? Real nice, clean shoe. Nice shoe. I'm like, he'll be happy. And he was. He was so excited. Then a couple weeks later, he said, Dad, I need you to buy me some new shoes. I'm like, I just bought you some new shoes, son. Why do you need other new shoes? He goes, oh, I, I can't wear those shoes. I don't want to mess those shoes up. So I need some other shoes so I can keep my white shoes white. I'm like, what? You know, I get it. I get it. You know, but he's like, because the trend is, you know, you'll get a crease in them. You got to keep them white. To the point where you buy other shoes, so your white shoes stay white. I, I just one of those things have. It's kind of like Pete the Cat. Have you seen Pete the Cat? Oh, you need to know Pete the Cat. Let's see Pete the Cat this morning. I love my white shoes. Come on now. Some of you, you get a brand new car. You park it 10 parking lots over by itself. So nobody has a chance to park next to you and ding up your new car. 
What I'm trying to tell to you is this. We will take care of what we value. We take care of what we love. Are you following me today? Some of you need to understand how big God's agape love is. You are more valuable than white shoes. You are more valuable than a new car. God is going to take care of you. God's love is going to cover you. God's love is going to sustain you. This is real love we're talking about. Agape love. It covers me on my worst of days. It brings me up. And it says, child, you are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are adopted into the family. God's love covers me. You were made from love. God loves you today. God loves you today. Let's, let's go ahead and go to the next verse here. 1 John 3, 1. It says, see how much, very much, our Father. Not, not a little, but see how very much our Father loves us. So the God love. For he calls us his children. And that's what we are but the people who belong to this world, they can't understand this. They don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. You see, they, they haven't experienced and their eyes haven't been opened to an agape love. And so they don't understand that we have received an agape love. But just because the world doesn't see it, just because the world may not acknowledge it, just because the world may deny it, doesn't stop. Nothing can stop the agape love of our Father. You are his child. You are his children. You were created to be loved by God. And he wants you to give this love away. This is why we were created. 1 John 3, 1. We are his children. There was a study done by Duke University. And they studied these kids who had been received, 500 kids. And they studied the ones who had received a lot of affection, a lot of, a lot of love in the first year of their life. And then they came back and studied the ones who didn't receive a lot of love and affection in the first year of life. And then 25, 30 years later, they came back to check on those kids to see what happened to them. And all the babies who had received adequate love and affection early on in life, those kids went on and they were risk takers. They were secure. They had secure relationships. They were taking risks. They were going for it. And the people who didn't receive that, they were people who were nervous all the time. They were insecure people. They're people who were always afraid of people walking out and leaving them. So what I want you to get today is this, you are love. You have an agape love that sets you free, the knowing that you are adopted of God, you are called of God, you are chosen of God, that while you didn't even acknowledge him, he died for you. He loves you. This is the kind of love that God loves us with. It sets us free when we have a working understanding of what agape love means. It brings a security to my life. It's a God-sized love. When you understand the love you're created from, you can be more confident in the love you're created for. The more I understand agape love for me, the more confident I can be in throwing out agape love to others. I can throw it out. Why? Because I've experienced it. I'm only, I'm only throwing out what I've received. I'm throwing it out because I've received it and now I understand it. And it's not based off of what comes back. It's based off of what I've received from the Father. And number three, you are loved as you are. You are loved as you are. First John 1, 9 says, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Today, let me tell you this, that God will forgive those who confess their sins to him. 
God is looking to love you in an unconditional way. He loves you now. Listen, he will never love you any more than he loves you right now. We can't earn God's love. We can please him, but we don't earn any more love than he loves us right now. And if we just confess our sin to him, we can walk in an agape love that can blow your mind. I'm telling you, this agape love loves us unconditional. It covers me on my worst days. It pushes me to go forward in him. It pushes me to walk the holiness in him. It pushes me to walk in sanctification. It pushes me to walk pleasing the Lord. But even when I fail, his love is there picking me up and it covers me. It's an agape love. I go there. You know, on Christmas time, we, we love to go around. One of the things we did with the kids growing up, we would go around and share what we loved about one another. And I, because the kids wanted to get Christmas gifts and I wouldn't let them open it until they went around the room and they said something nice about everybody. It was always a really good time at Christmas. But as they gotten older the last couple of years, I've just taken that time to speak over my kids. And Instead of them going around the room, I go around the room and I just speak into their life and I just tell them what I see God doing in their life and how proud I am of them and, and just, just speak the positive things in their life of God. And I was doing this and I was not expecting anything in return other than I just wanted to speak over my children. I wanted to speak a blessing over them. And they said, Dad, we want to say something to you. And they said, Dad, we want to just thank you for always, always believing in us. And even when we made some great mistakes that you didn't give up on us, that you, you dealt with it, you punished us, you corrected us, but then you forgot about it. You didn't keep bringing it back up and you kept pushing us to go forward in God. You pushed us to do great things for God. You pushed us to not give up on the call in our life. And of course, I'm, I'm bawling like a baby, you know, because it just made me realize how much God really, really sees us and how much this kind of love. When your kids know it's a safe place, that even when they blow it as a parent, you're going to love them, support them, and help them go on and grow from that. And you're not going to throw it back up in their face every five minutes. It's a safe place where they can grow from their mistakes. And I was thinking, this is the way God loves us. How much greater does he love us that when I, I make mistakes, he's not there throwing it back up in my face but he's correcting me. But his love is agape love. It's covering me. Even on my worst day, his love is covering me. He's picking me back up and saying, son, let's go forward. There's still a great call on your life. There's still a great thing I got for your life to do. God wants us to walk in an agape love. It never gives up on us. His love never gives up on us. 1 John 4, 9 through 10. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real agape love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us first. He first loved us. And before we ever acknowledged him, he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is real agape love. God loved first. God loved first. He loved me first. Listen, I didn't find God. He found me. Come on now. I didn't find Jesus. He found me. But while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. 
He's been waiting for me to get out of my pigspin and return home. He's been looking for me. He's been throwing out the net to me. He's been throwing out the boomerang of love to me long before I ever saw it, long before I ever felt it. He's been, I've been the target of his love. Even on my worst day, he's been throwing it at me. He's been throwing his love at me. It's agape love. It's agape love that he first loved me. And when I had this kind of revelation, I now know, number one, how much God loves me. And number two, this is the way I've got to learn, love other people. This is how I can do this. This is how I can love my enemies. This is how I can love those who have hurt me. It's because he first did it for me, setting me free. And now I'm going to throw it out in Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads this morning. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I'm ready to receive this love in my life. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Today I realize that his love has been chasing me. I've been trying to change some things in my life first. Maybe that's you. Listen, you'll never be good enough on your own. You're never good enough. None of us are. But we just come as we are. That's the starting point. We come as we are. And we confess our sin to him. And we confess him as Lord of our life. Jesus has died on the cross for the sins of all the world. But in order for us to come into that covenant, we must first confess that he is Lord, that he is the son of God and confess that he is Lord of my life. We won't do anything to single you out or embarrass you. But if you want to make that decision today without anybody looking but me, can you just raise your hand where you're at and say, that's me, pastor. I'm ready to make that decision. Raise your hand where I can see it. Thank you. Yeah, I see those hands. Thank you. Anybody else today, you're ready to make a decision. If you haven't raised it, raise it high right now. Let me see. That's you today. Yeah, I see that. Thank you. I want you to say this prayer after me if you raise your hand and as Christians around you, we'll say it with you. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant to say welcome to the family guy, what an awesome experience. Yes. As you stand up on your feet today, how many want to just say, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed at the love God has for me. Man, it's agape love. It's just overwhelming. Is it? it is, isn't it? Man, it overwhelms you when you get a revelation of how big this agape love is. I'm going to invite you to open your hands back up. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray right now that the revelation of your agape love would flood our minds and heart today. May we understand how big your love is for us. In return now, may we understand the responsibility we have to give it away. Teach us what it means to love first. Teach us what it means to love even when it doesn't come back. That we can be your children giving love away in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing a song.
Are you thankful for God's agape love? I wanted to set you free today. Come on, you got a hand clap. Listen, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being here today. God bless you. Have a great rest of your afternoon.